combined efforts of science, art, and enterprise. What would contemporary Britain look like through Mybridge's or Smith's lenses? Instead of just hyacinths or horses, I resolved to apply their techniques to numerous and varied aspects of British life, the time-lapse sweep through history and the stop-motion analysis of the crucial detail. The alphabet would structure my journey but serendipity and curiosity would decide direction. The idea was not to stick to well-worn paths, but to search for a better understanding of Britain wherever impulse led. So, yes, A was for alcohol, a stiff whisky to start me off. But my wandering inspired me to examine my homeland's relationship with foreigners and computers and vegetables and drugs and dogs and youth and silly hats and beggars and toilets and cheese— and more. Some subjects may appear almost frivolous, but each strand of the national fabric I chose to follow revealed something unexpected, fascinating, and profound. At times the detail prompted me to laugh aloud, at others almost to despair. When woven together, the threads formed a coherent canvas, a portrait of contemporary Britain simultaneously inspiring and troubling. In the background, a weather-beaten landscape, shaped by the glacial and seismic forces of history. In the foreground, a diverse crowd, moving, eating, kissing, arguing, laughing, working, drinking, worrying, studying, and wearing silly hats. After more than thirty years chronicling Britain's story for newspapers, radio, and television, I thought I had a handle on what the place is like. But my travels have allowed me, as Edward and Percy promised— to see the country in a new way, to go beyond the standard lens view of news and current affairs. It is a picture of Britain, etc. A is for alcohol. When I first arrived in Fleet Street in the early 1980s as a starry-eyed young radio journalist, my initiation began with a colleague leading me to the pub. It was barely opening time as we walked into the King and Keys. There, amid the smoky gloom, I was introduced to one of the newspaper world's most celebrated figures, the editor of the Daily Telegraph, Bill Deeds. The great man sized me up. "'You will have a malt whisky, dear boy,' he said. I started to splutter something about how it was only eleven in the morning, but he quickly closed the discussion by adding, "'A large one.' It would be years before I fully understood the gesture. I was being blooded for an industry where alcohol was as much a part of the process as ink and paper. But it was also an indication of something apparently incredible, that Britain's drink problems should not be blamed on drink. In those days, every Fleet Street title had its pub. The Telegraph occupied the King and Keys. The now-defunct News of the World drank at The Tip, the Tipperary. The Daily Express was resident at The Poppins, the Poppin Jay. The Mirror Pub was known as The Stab in the Back, the White Heart. Drinking was ritual and tribal. Tales of drunken fights and indiscretions were sewn into the colourful tapestry of Grub Street legend, inebriated misadventures to be reverentially recounted and embellished. Pickled hacks could be found propping up many of the bars, victims treated with the respect of war veterans. Newspaper people drank around the clock. 
magistrates had been persuaded to adjust local licensing hours so that city workers could enjoy a glass or two of ale at any time of the day or night. The social wreckage from alcohol was strewn all over Fleet Street, broken marriages, stunted careers, and inflamed livers. The British press were pioneers of twenty-four-hour opening and regarded themselves as experts on its potential consequences years before the 2001 general election when Tony Blair wooed young voters with a promise on a beer mat. Couldn't give a 4x for last orders? Vote Labour on Thursday for extra time. By that point, of course, the Fleet Street presses had been dismantled, staff had scattered across the capital, and a sandwich in front of a computer terminal had replaced the once traditional liquid lunch. Small wonder, perhaps, that journalists were so sceptical about Labour's idea to introduce a family-friendly, cafe-style drinking culture.